Tiny Tina and the Terrible Trouble by G. Michael Smith Part 2 of 3 Chapter 5 Big Trouble Butts In Later that afternoon, Tina was sitting with Sarah in art class. They were supposed to create storyboards to follow the stories they were writing in language arts. Tina was working on the third panel of her storyboard, She was concentrating, trying to remember what L.T. looked like when he spoke to her from the garbage can. She stared at the can, hoping he would appear again. He did not. She drew a circle and then put some horns on it. She drew some eyes and a mouth with pointy teeth. She tried to make it fuzzy, but it didn't look right. She took out her eraser and started to erase the entire drawing. Sarah looked over. You don't like it? Nah, the creature in my story is just too hard to draw. I'll figure it out later. She put her pencil down on the paper and drew a lightning bolt coming out of a dark cloud. Sarah looked at her own storyboard. You were wrong about Amina. Did you see her hair and Jim? It was long and pretty. Why does she cover it up then? I don't know. But I think it must be a rule of her religion. Tina frowned. She felt like she had been cheated. After all, the rumor she had started was a really no big deal. She didn't think anyone would actually believe it. People just liked to spread rumors. It was kind of fun. She looked around the classroom. Maybe she would try again. She should come up with a more believable rumor. She looked around the room. She stared at Wilma. What's wrong with Wilma's hand? She's wearing a long glove. Has she got warts or something? I bet she has. Sarah shrugged. Maybe she heard it. Maybe, said Tina. A plan had formed in her head. She would need to find out the real reason Wilma wore the glove. She would have to find out if her rumor plan was going to work this time. They both turned and concentrated on their drawings. The storyboard paper was divided into six frames, and they each had two sheets of paper. They had to storyboard their entire story in twelve frames. Tina had just started to draw a tree that would be hit by a lightning bolt. She leaned back to look at her handiwork when she noticed the paper start to darken as if something underneath it was swelling out like an ink blot. Her brow furrowed. She could not imagine how ink could have gotten under her paper. She carefully lifted it up and looked at the second sheet of storyboard paper. Right in the middle of the paper was a dark spot that was slowly changing. She glanced at Sarah, but she had not noticed. Tina held the first paper up to block Sarah's view if she looked over. The dark, inky spot was gradually becoming something else. Tina felt her heart begin to pound in her chest. She was expecting L.T. to be on her paper but it was not L.T. 
By then the entire blot had become a weird-looking creature with horns and sharp pointy teeth. He had a purple mouth with a red, hot tongue. He was goofy-eyed. The eyes were different sizes, and they were crossed. His spiky tail swished back and forth as he gave her the thumbs-up. She thought of slamming her math-book down onto the monstrous creature and squishing him flat. But she didn't think it would work. The creature was still growing. It didn't stop until it was nearly half her own height. She looked up at the others working around her. The teacher was showing Billy how to draw a face. Everyone else was either working or chatting to their partners. No one had noticed the huge monster who had plunked himself down on her box of pencil crayons. The cardboard box sagged under its weight. It wiggled its fat fingers at her as if saying, Hello. Don't worry, they can't see or hear me. It said gruffly. Who the heck are you and what do you want, Histina? Oh, yeah, we haven't met. You did meet my little brother, LT. They call me BT. BT? Yeah. It's short for Big Trouble. BT sounds better. I wouldn't want anybody calling me across the room. Hey, Big Trouble. Hey, BT. That sounds much more natural, don't you think? Tina hissed a whisper at BT. What do you want? I just wanted to tell you that I love your idea about the warts. Everyone hates warts. No one wants to get them. They're pretty disgusting. <laughs> I got a couple myself. He lifted up his tail and pulled it forward. Want to see? No, I don't want to see your disgusting warts. Please go away and don't ever come back. That's something I have no control over. But I advise you not to be mean, especially to me, he said flatly, and popped out of existence. Tina looked up. No one had noticed B.T. or heard any part of the conversation. She went back to her storyboard and thought about a new plan. She glanced up at Wilma again. It was her left arm. Suddenly, Tina got up and walked to the pencil sharpener. She took the long way around so she could get a closer look at Wilma's gloved hand. As she passed, she smiled at her. Wilma smiled back. Back in her seat, she turned to Sarah. Are you walking home after school? Yep, uh, meeting Karen and Janie at the swings. Can I walk with you? Isn't your mother driving you? Not today. Sure. Meet us at the swings. Tina nodded and smiled to herself. That would give her an opportunity to start a new rumor. If Janie and Karen heard it, everyone would know before class even started tomorrow. There would be lots of time to rescue Wilma before the end of the day. Lunchtime would be good. She started to rehearse what she was going to say. She would stand with her hands on her hips and then tell them what jerks they were for believing a nasty rumor. It would be good if one of the teachers heard her come to someone's rescue.
Chapter 6 Warts After school, Tina went hunting for Wilma. She saw her walking down the stairs with her backpack. She called out to her, Wilma, wait up! Wilma turned and waved at her. She quickly walked up to her. Are you catching the bus? Yes. Can I walk with you? I'm probably going to have to catch the bus soon, so I was wondering if you could show me the ropes. Sure. Where do you live? Burke Road. I know it's not very far, but I might have to go to my aunt's house next week. Is this where you line up? Tina asked. Yeah, we line up here, said Wilma, pointing toward the two lines of children in front of her. She had used her gloved hand and arm to point. Tina stared at it and jumped at the opportunity to ask about the gloved hand and arm. What happened to your arm? Wilma lowered it and looked at Tina. Oh, nothing. It can't be that bad. Tell me, insisted Tina. She felt justified in that she was going to save her from the pain of a nasty rumor. She did not even consider the fact that she was also going to be the source of the rumor. Wilma hesitated. Our neighbor's dog bit me. It's still healing and the scars are really ugly. I didn't want anyone staring at bandages, so I wear this glove instead. Cool, said Tina. She turned and saw her mother in the parking lot waiting for her. Gotta go. Thanks for the bus info. Maybe we can sit together when you ride the bus, said Wilma. Sure, called Tina as she ran to the parking lot. She was irritated. She told her mother she was going to walk home with her friends, and here she was, waiting for her in the parking lot. She opened the car door. Mom, I told you I wanted to walk home today. Oh, hi, sweetie. I forgot. I was going to stop at the store and get a few things for supper and automatically stop to pick you up. Uh, have a nice walk. Be careful of the traffic. Tina closed the door and her mother pulled away in the car. She turned to where her friends were waiting. She ran to them. As she approached, she heard the girls laughing. What's so funny, she asked. Sarah looked up at her. So does she? she asked. Yeah, we want to know, asked Karen. Does who? What are you talking about? Does Wilma have warts? We saw you talking to her. You must have asked. I have no idea. I was asking about catching the bus. I have to go to my aunt's house next week, and I have to catch the bus. Tina grinned a weak little grin at the girls to cover her lie. Janie jumped into the conversation. Look at that grin. Tina knows. I bet anything that she's found out the truth. Wilma has warts. She paused. Tell us, are they really big and black? Tina grinned again. This was really going to work. It didn't take much to start a rumor. You guys are being mean, she said. 
She let her face tell what she hoped would be the perfect rumor starter. Let's go. All the girls grabbed their packs and headed towards the school gate. Tina stopped and glanced back at the playground. She saw B.T. sliding down the slide with a big green grin on his face. He had both thumbs up. This threw him off balance and he flipped over and landed on his head with a thump on the gravel ground. Although she did not see them, she thought she could hear birds flying around his head, tweeting just like in the cartoons. She turned back and ran to her friends. They were still talking about warts. My brother had warts once, said Sarah. I wouldn't touch anything he touched. They're contagious, you know. What's contag... Janie paused. Whatever you said. Mean. Contagious, repeated Sarah. It means you can catch them, said Tina. Janie made a face. You mean I might get them? she said and contorted her face into a mixture of fear and disgust. Sarah ran ahead and turned back to her friends and shouted, Let's play follow the leader. You guys have to do exactly what I do. Everyone followed her. They jumped over cracks in the sidewalk, walked backwards, ran on their tiptoes, and everything else that Sarah did until they got to Sarah's house. She waved goodbye as... Janie, Karen, and Tina continued on. No one talked for a while. Then Karen said, How? Her eyebrows furrowed. How what? said Tina. How do you catch warts? Do you have to touch them? If the person with warts touches something like the pencil sharpener and then you touch it, can they leave wart germs on it? Tina shrugged. No, no. She turned into her own driveway. See you tomorrow. Tina opened the front door and dropped her pack on the floor. She walked into the kitchen. Her mother was sitting at the table drinking tea. She was looking at a cookbook. Her phone was beside her. Hi, sweetie. What's for dinner? asked Tina. I hope it's not something weird. She looked at the cookbook. Mum, this looks disgusting. What is it? She said, pointing at a picture on the open page. That's an aubergine. A what? An eggplant. Yuck! It's purple, and I bet it tastes like something I wouldn't like to eat. Oh, don't be so fussy. Oh, by the way, I got an email from your P.E. teacher today. She tells me you are avoiding taking part in gym class. So? What do you mean, so? I'm too little to do most of this stuff, and when I try, I look stupid. Young lady, you are not little. You are just small. There's a difference. And believe me, you won't always be small. We're going to see a doctor who specializes in growth problems. I'm sure he will help. You need to build your muscles, so no more avoiding gym. I want you to take part in all the activities. Do you understand me? Tina nodded. Can we have chicken strips for dinner? All right. I don't really want to start a new thing today. Maybe I'll make it for Sunday dinner. 
Tina made a face at the thought, and it made her think of warts. Hey, Mom, do you know how to catch warts? Can you get them by touching something that the person with warts touched? Don't think so. It's a virus. I think the virus would have to get into your system through a cut or a scratch. Why? Just wondering, said Tina. She grabbed her pack and headed to her room. Chapter 7 Rumor Number 2 Tina tossed her pack on the bed. She climbed up, lay back on her pillows, and closed her eyes. Her mind imagined seeing the dog bites on Wilma's arm, only they were not half-healed. They were bleeding. It was like she was watching the dog's teeth clamping down on the arm. Then she heard a voice. Pretty nasty, eh? Came from the end of her bed. Tina opened her eyes and looked around the room. Who's there? she whispered. It's just me, B.T. B.T.? Don't pretend you don't know who I am and where I came from. There's a long pause. It's me, Big Trouble. Why are you here? And what do you want? You're kidding, right? (laughs) said the voice again. No, I am not kidding, said Tina, with a little assurance. Pshaw! What does pshaw mean? It means I don't believe you, said B.T., and he climbed up on her nightstand. She sat up and held her pillow in front of her like armor. I always show up when someone's planning trouble. My little brother L.T. wanted to come, but this was way beyond his level. What? You're pretty good at pretending, aren't you, he said. He continued before she could respond. Must say, your little plan to start a nasty rumor is really doing well. I was snooping through some text messages of your friends. By tomorrow, that poor girl with the dog bites will have an arm covered with black warts and everyone will shun her and make fun of her. Good job. I didn't start any rumor. (laughs) Liar. (laughs) There's no reason to lie to me. I'm big trouble. I know all your thoughts. This is what you wanted, so let's just enjoy it. Tomorrow, when everyone starts to tease Wilma about the warts, you can polish up your halo and come to her rescue. (laughs) I can see it all now, he said, waving his hand as if he were watching the entire thing unfold. He knocked the alarm clock on the floor and tripped over the lamp. It will happen at lunchtime. Wilma will sit at her desk and the kids around her will move their desks away and shun her. She will not understand. Then she will start to cry because some of the boys start to call her Warty Wilma. Did I say you did a good job? Well, I meant to say you did a superb job. Excellent. Fantastic. I can't wait for the show to start. B.T. grinned, a very nasty grin. 
Tina lifted the pillow she was holding on her lap and was about to throw it at B.T. when her mother called her down to dinner. She looked up at the door, and when she looked back, B.T. was gone. She climbed off her bed and looked down on the floor. He was not there. She checked under her bed, in the closet, and behind the dresser. He was gone. Tina, did you fall asleep or something? I said dinner is ready. I'll be right down, said Tina. She jumped off the bed and winced in pain. She stepped on her alarm clock that had somehow ended up on the floor. She stared at her tripped-over lamp. She put the clock back on her side table, straightened the lamp, and shook her head, as if that might erase her encounter with B.T. He wasn't real anyway. He couldn't be real. And if he wasn't real, anything he said was not true. Besides, if Wilma couldn't take a little teasing, then it was her own fault. Tina decided she wouldn't let it get too nasty before she came to her rescue. Tina smiled at the thought of Wilma thanking her for her kind words. It would be fun. She might even win the citizenship award for her class. She would wait until the teacher was close by before she began to rescue Wilma. That would be good. That would be very good. Chapter 8 A Medical Appointment the next morning, Tina woke and opened her eyes. She quickly got dressed and went downstairs. Her father was sitting at the breakfast table, drinking coffee and reading the newspaper. Tina did not disturb him. He was not very talkative until after he had finished at least one cup of coffee. She poured herself a bowl of cereal with milk and sat beside him. He looked up from his paper and smiled. "'Good morning, Tiny Tina,' Tina grinned at him. He had called her Tiny Tina her whole life. "'I probably won't be able to call you that for much longer.' "'Why?' asked Tina, as she shoveled a spoonful of cereal into her mouth. "'Don't you remember?' Tina shook her head. Your mom and I took the day off. We have an appointment with the specialist today. We're going to see about getting you some medicine to help you grow. Oh, yeah, I forgot it was today, said Tina. Then the thought hit her. She nearly dropped her cereal-filled spoon. I can't go today. I have something very important to do at school today. Don't be silly. It took six months to get this appointment, he said with finality. Just then, her mother entered the kitchen. Your daughter's being silly. She says she can't go to the appointment. Why? asked her mother. I have, I, I have, I, 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 I have, she stuttered. The thought of missing her chance at seeing the results of her rumor and subsequent rescue of Wilma was quickly overshadowed by the fact that she could not confess to her parents what she had planned. That stopped any explanation from coming out of her mouth. She couldn't even lie. She could only stutter. I have, I have... You have what? 
asked her father. Tina said nothing. Good. We leave in a few minutes. Her mother looked at Tina's downcast face. What is wrong? You look ill. She reached out and touched Tina's forehead. You don't have a fever. Just think, this new treatment will help you grow. You'll be able to climb the rope all the way up to the ceiling in gym class. Now go upstairs and change. I brought you some new clothes. You'll want to look your best. Tina nodded and walked to her room. On her bed were some very cool tights with a pretty flowered top. She didn't touch them. She flopped face down on the bed and moaned. Her whole plan was ruined. Then she heard voices from the far side of her room. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, that's just too bad. Poor Tina. All her plans have fallen apart. Poor Wilma will have to defend herself. Tina won't be there to rescue her. I wonder if she'll cry. I'm sure she will. I bet she'll be bawling her eyes out by recess. Oh, lunchtime for sure. Those nasty boys will be truly horrible. Uh, they'll call her whiny warty Wilma and laugh at her. Yeah, and when she cries, they'll laugh even louder. Tina sat up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, she whispered harshly. The closet door opened and Big Trouble waddled out. He was followed by Little Trouble. They both grinned and wiggled their fingers at her. Hi, Tina, hi, Tina, they said together. B.T. said, Sorry, you can't be there when all the fun starts. Don't worry. You get lots of other opportunities to start a cool rumor. If you need any ideas, L.T. and I can help. We're pretty good at finding ways to bully people. Tina, hurry up. We have a long drive ahead of us before we get to the city, called her mother. Be right there, she called back. Would you two go away? I never want to see you again. I hate you. Both B.T. and L.T. looked at each other. They both looked surprised. Finally, B.T. spoke. We don't understand. You called us here. We would never show up uninvited. Yeah, agreed L.T. Just go, said Tina, and covered her head with her hands. When she looked up, they were both gone. She quickly got dressed in her new clothes and left the room. Chapter 9 Injections and the Trouble Brothers Tina got out of her mother's car and walked slowly to the school entrance. She was thinking about the shots she had gotten on the previous day and the shot her mother gave her this morning. She had to have a shot once a day. They were supposed to help her grow. She had argued with the doctor about getting bigger. She was happy with her size, but everyone told her she wouldn't get much bigger unless she took the medicine. She wouldn't want to be her tiny self in high school. She had agreed and reluctantly taken the injections. She looked up at the door just as Sarah came running out to meet her. Where were you yesterday? Were you sick? 
Tina did not want to mention her trip to the doctor. Her friends would push her for the reasons why she had to go to the doctor, and she really did not want to tell them, so she simply said, Yes, but I'm better now. Well, you didn't miss anything, said Sarah. Nothing? Nah, everything was as boring as usual. Tina wanted to ask about Wilma and the rumor she was sure she had started, but that might expose her as the instigator. So she simply said, No recess or lunchtime gossip? Well, at recess, Billy's pants tore when he was going down the slide. Everyone laughed at him because you could see his underwear. He didn't seem to care. When everybody laughed at him, he just bowed like he was on stage or something. After that, nobody paid attention to him. Janie had just gotten off the bus and came up to them. Hi, guys, she said. You okay, Tina? Yeah, it was just a 24-hour flu. I feel good today, she lied. Let's go in and see if we can score the sofa. They walked into their classroom, hung up their coats and packs in the cloakroom, and put their books away. Tina was the first to sit down on the sofa. She picked up one of the cushions and held it against her chest. When she squeezed it tightly, she heard a squeak. She lifted the cushion and looked for the source of the squeak. There, sitting in her lap, was L.T. It was like he had shrunk down to a miniature version of himself, for he was completely hidden behind the cushion. Hey, don't squeeze so hard. I can barely breathe. Why are you here? asked Tina. I told you I didn't want to see you ever again. That was when she'd heard a burp. A loud belch was more like it. The entire area now smelled like stale garlic. You are disgusting. It wasn't me, said LT. It was me, said BT, who was now standing on the arm of the sofa. Tina quickly looked around to see if anyone else had noticed. No one had. I told you, you're the only one who can see us. And excuse the little burp. My breakfast keeps coming back on me. Smells like garlic. Who has garlic for breakfast? I do. Not my favorite, however. Then why did you eat it? I should have thought that was obvious. Keeps the monsters away. They don't like garlic. LT spoke up. Did you find out about Wardy Wanda? Did she cry? BT bet me five cookies that she would. I don't think she did. He paused and stared at Tina, waiting for a response. Well, did she? He demanded. Just then, Sarah plopped down beside her on the sofa. What are you looking at? She asked. Tina just shook her head. The Trouble Brothers were gone. You okay? You don't look so good. Tina looked up and saw Janie run up to Karen and another girl. She pointed at the sofa. She was inviting them to come and sit with them. Tina's eyes widened. The other girl was Wilma. A few seconds later, the three girls joined the two on the sofa. Tina could not take her eyes off Wilma. She was trying to figure out what happened the previous day. Suddenly, Karen blurted, Wilma, tell Tina what happened yesterday when those awful boys started to tease you. Wilma sat on the arm of the sofa. She started to speak. Well, 
She was interrupted by an excited Karen. Let me tell it. I want to tell it. Can I tell it? She finally asked. Okay, you tell it, said Wilma. Sarah turned to Tina. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Karen looked at Tina without saying anything in an effort to build suspense. Yesterday, some bad people started a rumor that Wilma here had warts under her glove. Some boys, Karen gestured across the room at a group of boys playing board games, not mentioning any names, started to tease her and call her names. When Wilma here walks right up to them and says, I don't have any warts, but I have some really cool scars. Then she took off the glove and shows them her half healed bite scars. She starts to explain each one. Like, see this one here? That is where the big dog bit. His teeth went right down to the bone. She described every bite mark. The boys stopped teasing her and started to ask her questions. She just answered them and put the glove back on. It was mega cool. I would have been crying my eyes out if a bunch of boys said I had warts. She smiled at Wilma. Wilma smiled back. Tina weakly smiled at both of them. I'm glad, she said. End of Part 2 Introductory music is titled Ride to the City by Excel Music Publishing, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.